to the Radio Life Sciences Podcast for a behind-the-scenes look into GSLS, made by students and educators for the scientists of tomorrow. Hi guys, Lisa here, and today uh, we're going to talk with Gijs Teunes, a PhD candidate at the RIVM, so the National Institute for Public Health and Environment, and um, he works at the Department of Bacterial Surveillance mm -hmm. and Response. Um, we follow Gijs in his journey to see what, step he's, uh, what steps he takes and what he has learned from them. So today is the first episode of many, um, yeah, to see how Gijs proceeds and uh, what he has done in his preparation and yeah, what we can learn from it. Today I'm uh, joined by Harold van Rijen. Hi, yes, hi, hi. And uh, with Gijs. Hi. And we have heard you before in an episode, but maybe for the people that don't know you, can you briefly introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, um, so I'm Gijs Sternes, uh, and I was in the last episode, I was still a master student of the One Health program, um, and now I am a PhD candidate uh, at the National Institute of Public Health and the Environment. Um, I am, uh, yeah, from uh, Brabant, from Vechel, uh, and then I did my uh, bachelor's in uh, Middelburg at the University College of Roosevelt, which I told a little bit about uh, the previous time and uh, yeah then I worked for a few years until I decided to come here and do a, a master's program. Yeah. Interesting. So what kind of work did you do? I uh, did data analysis at an uh, Arbodienst <laughs> um, which is part of um, yeah why I ultimately decided I wanted to do more data-driven research as well. We can talk a little bit more about that. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, at but which moment and why did you decide to, uh, to come to Utrecht? Um, well, the main thing after my bachelor's is, uh, I think I also said a little bit about it last time. It mm -hmm. was because it was a very broad type of study and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I find many different things interesting. So there I did um, mathematics, chemistry and biomedical science. Um, but then when I had to pick a master's, you s have to make a decision anyway, because it just, the world gets narrower and narrower as you progress uh, in academia. Uh, and I just, I didn't know uh, what I wanted whatsoever. So, um, but you can't do nothing. So then I had to work. Um, and uh, yeah, because of the, the mathematics background, I ended up doing some data analysis. Um, a lot of it was done by hand, and uh, I thought that was rather tiring, so I decided to sort of look into automating the process a little bit, um, which, yeah, allowed for faster, uh, larger data analysis type things, which I found uh, really interesting. Um, and ultimately, yeah, I decided I wanted to continue my studies still, um, and then I found the One Health program, which is relatively interdisciplinary, of course, being about the intersection of... Um, human, animal, and environmental health. So I thought that was broad enough uh, that maybe uh, <laughs> I'd be okay with specializing in something a little more uh, broad. And then uh, I saw that there's a lot of opportunity to do sort of data-driven research, of course. And ultimately, I decided to uh, tag on the bioinformatics profile to really uh, get into the big data analysis. Nice. And um, you said you find data analysis quite interesting. Mm -hmm. Why? Because... <laughs> <laughs> Tell us. Yeah, I, I don't um, know. It's just, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, maybe there's no uh, accounting for, for human interests, but I just, uh, I like working with big data sets and sort of uh, manipulating them to try and get uh, results, <laughs> see, what, see what's in there. And I just, it uh, fascinates me. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> 
So when the, so you did, let's say, uh, the first year of your one, uh, one Health Master was like the regular year mm -hmm. with a, a major. Was mm -hmm. this also a data-driven um, uh, internship? Yeah, yeah. Um, the Not the master coordinator, but the one who did sort of more the daily uh, mm -hmm. supervision thing. Um, she made a point when we were picking our research projects, also to point out, like, if you think you don't want to do lab work, then just pick, don't pick a lab internship because there's no point in it. And uh, I decided I didn't want to do lab work. So I immediately did a, um, yeah, it wasn't bioinformatics, but it was uh, data analysis. Uh, and I did use machine learning techniques, and it was all in R as a project already for my major. Nice. And at what point during your master's you were like, okay, I'm interested in a PhD, because at some point you have to look further than, okay, once I'm graduated, what do I want to do? At what point uh, did that idea arose for you? Um, for me, at some point already, I think during my first, uh, yeah, during my major research project, once I uh, started feeling a little bit confident in what I was doing and uh, I realized I really liked doing it and I wanted to do more research. Uh, and then during my ma minor research project, this didn't go away. I still <laughs> really, really liked it. So mm -hmm. uh, I decided I, yeah, I wanted to keep doing it. And um, yeah, doing a PhD is sort of the main way to uh, keep doing research. And progress as well, right? To learn much more of it in a way uh, you don't during your master's. Yeah. I know that um, th there are many master students like you that, uh, uh, let's say, get infected by the uh, uh, the research virus and want to uh, pursue a PhD uh, position. So how did this process go? So um, was we already connected to the group where you are now doing your PhD, so how was this transition? Um, so uh, for me, I was uh, lucky in that um, my supervisor of my major research project, he also supervised my writing assignment. And at some point we were talking about what I wanted to do afterwards. And I mentioned I wanted to do a PhD and um, he knew of a PhD vacancy that opened up at the RVM at a, not his department, at a different one. Uh, so he, you know, he forwarded the, uh, job application to, to me, and this is the one I ended up uh, applying to and uh, I'm doing currently. So did you have to uh, do an interview? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <Were there> many, <laughs> I just want to know <laughs> whether there were many candidates. Um, there were a number. I'm not sure how many, but um, the supervisor, it wasn't, it's not his department, so of course he wasn't uh, involved in the actual choosing of the uh, candidates, and um, of course it's the government, so there's a stringent process about oh. uh, how to get uh, the job. So I just had to do, um, yeah, send in a, a letter. I know there was an elimination phase of uh, candidates at that point already. They invited me for an interview. Um, and there was the option that they might do a second interview if the first interview wasn't right, if they weren't sure after the first one, but they ultimately picked me after the first one already. Okay, well done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what was it that you, like, um, were, well, were interested in it, like... This PhD, um, because you ha can choose of many things. Mm -hmm. Why this one? Well, it sort of um, fits perfectly with the sort of stuff I did during my master's. So it's sort of, uh, yeah, sort of lucky in in that aspect because it's uh, um, a one health type analysis that I'll, that I'll be doing uh, on uh, genomes of plasmids. Um, so that's the bioinformatics component. So I, I have the uh, exactly the right background sort of uh, uh, to do uh, this. 
That's also an important <laughs> thing to have. Uh, this was a question that, wa that I was um, going to ask because I think many uh, students, master students, um, have the well, um, the idea that if you want to pursue a PhD, you should do two internships. So you should do a major internship and a general research profile to be suitable for a PhD position. You chose a profile, mm -hmm. a bioinformatics profile, and in this case, it worked out really well for you. Yeah. So um, you really profiled yourself towards this position, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. The bioinformatics profile, the extended one at least, does have a minor research project included uh, in it as well. Though. Okay, this is the one where you use the some credits of the electives to yes. extend uh, yes. the profile. Yeah, okay, that's good to know. Okay. And in every step during your master's, was it like um, with the PhD in the in your head, like, okay, I want to do uh, my PhD one day, so I have to do this and this and that. W how big was that? Um, no, that the became decisions. more of a consideration during the actual doing of the research project, right? When I started realizing that I uh, uh, that, that this was something I probably wanted to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I talked to some people about sort of what, what are the ways that you get PhDs and, and that sort of stuff. And um, I don't know, I didn't... The main recommendation isn't to, to, to do everything just uh, to get a PhD, but to more think about, yeah, the type of research that you would actually want to be doing, because there's there's a lot of different types of PhDs that you can do. And um, the people, um, the fellow students of mine that I know that are also accepted into PhD projects, similar to me, just happen to have exactly the right background to do the project that they did, but they have that background like me because they just took the courses and the, the profiles and stuff that they, they wanted to do. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Beautiful. <laughs> so um, let's move a little bit towards your um, current uh, PhD uh, track. So you said, well, it's about plasmids, it's mm -hmm. about bioinformatics. So mm -hmm. maybe you can extend a little bit on that? Yeah, um, so uh, the RIVM, of course, uh, collects information on bacterial surveillance uh, from resistant bacteria um, for yeah uh, years already, uh, going back to at least 2009 that I'm uh, aware of. They have it all, um, all the uh, gen yeah, all the gene uh, genomics in the system, um, and uh, that includes a lot of data on plasmids, which are circular pieces of DNA outside of the nucleus that uh, are capable of, of horizontal gene transfer, so to transfer to nearby uh, bacteria, not necessarily of the same species. And they can carry resistance genes, so this way you can uh, get a spread of resistance. And uh, they finally <laughs> got the opportunity to hire a PhD student to uh, look into what's actually in this database and actually, um, yeah, see if there's any um, spread uh, transmission patterns that can be can be found, um, and not just in then um, in the human domain, but then also Wageningen um, should is part of the consortium. So they'll give us um, animal um, sequences or animal isolates, uh, and then hopefully we can we can discover a, a pattern in antimicrobial resistance spread across the Netherlands. Okay, yeah, I was just going to ask about the societal relevance of this. But this is that you have, a, um, let's say, a, a better look on the development of um, antibiotic resistance. Exactly. In, uh, yeah. Okay. 
And then, because um, the problem with plasmids has been reconstruction um, with uh, short read sequencing, but now that long read sequencing is becoming more, um, yeah, normal. There's more and more people doing it because it's becoming cheaper. Um, you can actually reconstruct these plasmids much better. Uh, so hopefully, this will finally allow for a better picture of how, yeah, what the ro exact role of plasmids is in the spread of resistance. And it does make sense that you are doing this, actually, because <laughs> five minutes ago you told us that you like data and everything. So, yeah, you I think you found your yeah, your good place. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool to hear. Yeah. That's so great. And um, because, like, how far are you now along in your process? So uh, less than three months in, so <laughs> not very far uh, at this point. Um, most of it has been... Um, yeah, the bureaucracy of applying, uh, and of course, because I'm at the RVM, I'm an external PhD student, and so there's also, uh, yeah, some extra stuff you have to uh, arrange for that to uh, get the application fully through. But um, I think a couple weeks ago, yeah, I finally started having a first peek into the database. So it's it's very early, uh, that uh, very early stages. And how how do you find it so far? Like. Um, Interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> good, good choice of words. <laughs> uh, well, um, because the, the bureaucratic stuff, of course, is not the, the most interesting, but because you also have to make an actual planning and write out what you actually think you'll be doing, uh, it does give you a better sense of <laughs> what you'll actually be doing uh, during the PhD, aside from just the job application that you, that you read uh, previously. Uh, so it's been... Uh, yeah, good in that sense. And now actually starting to look into the database is, uh, is yeah, is fascinating. I have no idea what I'm uh, exactly seeing at this point, of course. Um, but, but it makes you happy. Yeah, you can it see does. It. You're <laughs> getting excited. <laughs> but that's really good. And um, did you already um, bump into some, like, hiccups during the process already? Did you like, oh, that's something I wish I knew sooner? Um no, not really so far. There's been uh, um, a couple uh, back and forth with uh, getting in the application because there's, uh, um, yeah, some things weren't exactly to the specific format and things like that. But, um, yeah, I don't think I could have necessarily known that that much earlier. This is just, I think, the nature of a <laughs> bureaucracy. Yeah. So just for my understanding, um, I think you're now more in an say exploratory phase mm -hmm. of your uh, data set yeah so is this um, is the, the current status does it already have some hypotheses or um, uh, research questions or is uh, um, do you have need to do more of the exploratory work um, first um, a little more of the exploratory work. Basically, I've, I've made uh, a nice little clustering analysis type things, but um, I need to do some stuff around the edges to determine the appropriate cutoffs for the clusters and things like that to really get a sense of what is the next step to take. Um, so uh, I think I'm heading towards the end of that exploratory phase, but it's not quite there yet. Okay. Talking about steps. What, if you look back on it, what are the main steps you took to get into this position? Um, yeah, uh, that's a tough question. It's because um, it's, it's really ultimately, I think, a combination of, of luck and uh, taking the, the courses that I'm interested in that, that got me uh, here. Um, I think um, one... Uh, 
yeah, main, main, main example that might um, sort of illustrate it is that um, during the, when I had to apply for the major research projects, um, we got a whole list of all the optional projects that we could apply to. And the first one that I picked, there were multiple candidates and they went with someone else. So I ended up with uh, a different project. But that is the project that had the supervisor who uh, told me about the PhD position in the first place and who is yeah. now uh, has also agreed to be the promoter of my uh, PhD. Um, and the uh, PhD student that was my daily supervisor there I had uh, was really, really good for helping uh, someone that was really first accommodating to uh, this sort of research. Um, so that was just... Yeah, I guess uh, even though, right, the original, I didn't get the original uh, project, it was extremely lucky that I ended up with this one, uh, considering mm -hmm. where I am now, because I don't think I uh, would have gone the same way. Yeah. So even though it seems like it's going differently than you like expected, it can still be for yeah the greater outcome, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think this is also what we tried to explain at the start in the, in the ILS, when you're introducing life sciences, I don't plan too far ahead. Yeah. Don't focus too far ahead. Just follow your um, what feels good, and then you will profile yourself somewhere. Yeah. And then it will fit to some uh, job uh, or a PC track. And uh, so it worked really nice to hear that this that there was no plan. <laughs> that things just happened and yeah. it, um, worked out really well for you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think maybe because it's the first episode, getting to know Gijs, we um, we can. Dig a little bit deeper in. Uh, um, <laughs> You're <what> ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what Gijs does outside his PhD. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So when he's um, so, tell me about your hobbies, uh, Gijs. Or um, or well, hobbies. I'm doing uh, computer programming in my PhD. So as you can imagine, I spend a lot of time behind the screen in my <laughs> free time. Uh, play a lot of video games. Um, I have an on and off again relationship with my piano. <laughs> um, that for periods of time I play a lot, and then I don't play at all um what kind of um genre what kind of music do you like to play um mostly more jazzy than classical uh, i would say Ooh. yeah how old yeah <laughs> great yeah i want i want to know more but <laughs> yeah maybe for another time yeah uh, yeah <laughs> um yeah, and then, uh, yeah, hang out with friends, that sort of stuff, because uh, I, um, of course, did my bachelor's in Middelburg, and they only have bachelors. Uh, everybody asked after the master sort of went across, well, the world, unfortunately, but also across the uh, country. So uh, living in Utrecht, I have the advantage that I can easily uh, <laughs> go to lots of different places. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I have a cat <laughs> that uh, hangs out with me while I, uh, I play video games. Oh, now I want to see the cat later on. I can show you the cat. <laughs> no, but it's really good that you can uh, enjoy all those things besides your PhD because... For yeah, now, at least. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's good to um, that people know that there's more in life than your PhD and probably people are like, no, okay, no, you have no idea, but <laughs> there is more. And to see that you have the hobbies, like, you should continue playing piano, I think. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> really okay. Important. More specifically, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's really interesting to get to know you better, and I think for our listeners, like um, this is indeed just one of many. And um, at some point, we like to, um, yeah, hear from you again. Like, where are you now in the process and stuff like that? Um, but if you can give a glance of like the next few steps you're gonna take, what would that be? 
Um, you mean in the PhD? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the idea is to, to, to finish up this this exploratory thing. Um, hopefully, maybe uh, this week, somewhere uh, next week, um, and then I have to also write an abstract to try and get my. Uh, project proposal on uh, see if I can present it at a uh, conference at the NVMM in the, the Netherlands. Um, and then, um, yeah, the idea is hopefully this exploratory uh, analysis will sort of help me determine what direction to take. Because as every um, PhD student that I've talked to has told me, you make a plan in the beginning, but <laughs> it uh, rarely uh, holds up. Uh, you find something interesting and you take it into a completely different uh, yeah. direction. I see so. how old Nolde is like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no plan survives the battlefield, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think uh, we'll wait and see to see what uh, this exploratory phase shows to really, really determine the, the direction to take it in. Yeah. I was just thinking if uh, our listeners uh, have a question um, oh, yeah. for Gijs, I think they can just send that to Radio Life Sciences at UMCU.nl, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then uh, we will, uh, well, if they're appropriate, of course. <laughs> 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 but we, we have to see. <laughs> maybe getting to know more about the cat. Or yeah. <laughs> then uh, if you have a question for Gijs, because he will um, be back in uh, one of our future episodes, Please send your question to uh, Radio Life Sciences at UMG.nl and then we will uh, forward that question to Reis. Yeah. I'll be curious. And we will discuss. <laughs> 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 no, I but I think for now, like, yeah, when we'll see you back, yeah, we don't know. But what we know is at some point we're getting uh, updated on your <laughs> process and um, getting to know, like, what your hiccups were and stuff like that. I'm sure there'll be plenty. <laughs> yeah. If it would go smoothly, I think everybody would be excited. <laughs> <laughs> I would also paint, I think, a pretty uh, incorrect picture of what the yeah. average medium would look like if I if I just come in here and say, "Oh, it's all yeah. going smoothly and easy and no problem." Yeah. I doubt that that'll uh, that that'll happen. No, but and I think we don't ask you to tell only like the good things no, because no, no. I think what we want to do with the, the episodes, yeah, we want to make with you is to show like a real picture and mm -hmm. that people know, like, okay. I'm not the only one <laughs> during my PhD that's going through, uh, yeah, through these phases. So, yeah, I have a one final question: that um, um, are you planning to supervise a master student? Mm. Um, mm -hmm. Can they uh, can they approach you for a project? Yes, they can. Uh, I wouldn't do it too soon because I am still, of course, starting up. But I, I yeah, I, I think um, if you're going to you're going to do a PhD, you should take advantage of the the things, the opportunities that that this provides you, right? So supervising, getting to supervise a master, maybe uh, I'll hate it, <laughs> um, but it's something, uh, right? I, I at least want to try. I don't think I'll hate it. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah, I, I definitely, I want to try uh, to learn also doing that, the, that stuff. So listeners, well, if you're interested, <laughs> <laughs> you know where to, um, to send your question. And if I didn't scare you all. No. no, not at all. No. Okay, well, I think uh, that's it for now. Yeah. Um, Gijs, thanks and uh, really looking forward to have you back um, yeah. in the future and um, Lisa, thanks for being a host and of course, thanks to our listeners we hope to have you back in the next episode of Radio Life Sciences yeah. See ya Bye -bye. See ya